say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I know Squatch, a name both men agreed to over a campfire while squatching. They experienced vocalizations in what sounded like a language. Looking at each other, they both agreed that they don't believe anymore, but no. And the name I Know Squatch was born. Their motto is knowing is better than believing. When it comes to Bigfoot, I couldn't agree more. I actually have a story about my logo for Bigfoot's Wilderness. I was spinning my wheels, working on a design, and because I'd been a recent customer of theirs a few times over and really liked their work, I messaged them for some feedback, and I did get some helpful advice, which I greatly appreciated. The folks over at I Know Squatch are good people as well as a great example in the Bigfoot community. If you've ever attended a conference in Ohio, Johnson City, or even the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Conference in the past few years, then you may have seen their t-shirts, which, as you can obviously see, aren't like the others. Their original artwork and designs set them apart from everyone else. There are over a hundred amazing and different products, including high-quality t-shirts, in a variety of original art to choose from. Check out I Know Squatch on Etsy.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Whether you're a local business owner, maybe you are looking to start that e-commerce empire online, maybe you are a niche marketer or a freelance service provider or even a niche blogger looking to build and brand and grow a successful business and website online. Well, look no further for that website and those marketing strategies. Matter of fact, my name is David Boozer and for over a decade, I have been helping entrepreneurs like you build and brand and grow success online, starting with the perfect, affordable, and highly converting website design ready to go for you and your business. So here's the deal. Go ahead and connect with me over on davidboozer.com, davidboozer.com. You will be prompted to get over there. We can sit down for a free 30-minute 
30-minute free consultation where I'm going to go over and help you with basically everything that you're going to need to really succeed with that business idea online the right way the first time. So once again, davidboozer.com, davidboozer.com. And like you, I am a huge fan of Bigfoot and Bigfoot's Wilderness. So back to just that, Bigfoot's Wilderness. It's a big world out there. Welcome to Bigfoot's Wilderness Podcast. Welcome back to Bigfoot's Wilderness and Merry Christmas. The story that I'm about to share with you came from a lady by the name of Steph. Recently, she'd been browsing some of the social media platforms about the subject of Bigfoot. She wanted to tell somebody her story, but she remained cautious. Our paths did cross, and well, I hope you enjoy the story. She called it the neighbor nobody wanted. I called it the uninvited guest. So, enjoy. If you've ever turned off I-95 at the Emporia exit and headed east on Route 58 towards Suffolk, you probably drove right past Franklin. Those who live and do business in Southern Virginia know of the vast farmlands as well as the endless crops of cotton. Aside from farms, there's really not much else to it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Moving to the area in her teens, Steph mentioned that some of her most memorable times was making new friends in what she called the farmland and piling into her family's station wagon, enjoying a day trip to Virginia Beach for some waves and sun and sand. Steph liked the small town feel. Coming from northern Colorado, the temperatures alone were worth the move. On one of those trips to the beach, she met Chris. It seemed as luck would have it, they only lived a town away from each other and the rest was history, their history. After Steph graduated from college, she moved in with Chris and helped run the family business. Chris's parents' farmland was just outside of Franklin. The young couple had plans to eventually get married. The original farmhouse, smaller and on the west end of the property, was where Chris grew up and now the couple would live there together. Steph's degree was in business and the thought was to branch out and take the business to a whole new level. When she wasn't on the phone and helping develop the business, she enjoyed growing her own vegetables on a small tract of land adjacent to the house. But as summer officially rolled in, she found her little crop of corn devoid, stripped of any corn. She mentioned it to her boyfriend. Maybe it was James Earl Ray, he popped off with a grin on his face. It seemed to be the same old story, as a good portion of the tomatoes, and then lettuce, and finally some peppers had ripened, were stolen or consumed, or something. She tried to blame the crows, as well as other kinds of wildlife. Only thing was, there was never any remains of the vegetables. It must have been picked by human hands. Maybe it was raccoons, as she discovered some small prints although a raccoon's print does appear to have a human-like print, or should I say, of a very small child. But this was neither. Raccoons tend to have longer, thinner toes, and the 
back feet look different than the front feet, radically, that is. So what was it? Was it a small child? If it was, the idea of carrying a rifle around all of a sudden seemed a bit too aggressive for Steph. She again told Chris what she had observed. I feel bad, but at the same time, this child is eating everything. My plants are bare. Maybe it's a sign, Chris said mockingly. Maybe someone's trying to tell you to give up the vegetarian lifestyle. Steph would smirk and roll her eyes. Chris was always one to mock, even if it was in a light-hearted way. With Chris working a separate full-time job away from the family business, Steph was up early, making them breakfast, and as Chris was leaving, out of the corner of her eye, she saw movement from the tree line directly across from her little tract of land. Maybe it was intuition, or perhaps instinct, that made her take caution. Her observation was that it appeared to be large, massive, because the bushes seemed to almost roll as it moved in a perpendicular fashion to her. What in the hell was it? She almost said bear, but she knew better. She was sure she saw red, as in hair on its head and maybe a shoulder, both covered in hair. But this was tall, taller than her bow for sure. But as far as she could recollect, there's never been any bear bigger than four and a half feet, sickly looking, and ended up as roadkill a few years back. This was a black bear. Chris was in a hunt club, but she never could recall any bear sightings. Curious and even a little worried now, she carried Chris's deer rifle as she traveled back and forth to the nearby office. There were times she'd work late into the night, and so would her boyfriend. Coming home to a dark house never bothered her before until now. The old farmhouse had character, but it's funny how your mind can play tricks on you. The front porch railing had the customary rocking chairs. Driving up to the house, she'd swerve off the dirt road just a little to kind of sweep the front porch and closest side of the house with her headlights. The rifle came with her, and sometimes, when she was feeling bold, she'd wait for Chris on the porch, rocking in a chair, just listening. The rifle, it did give her a sense of security, and so did the fact that her father-in-law sent his loyal mutt dog, Riley, over for some safeguarding. Honey, you're old enough to know that there's nothing there in the dark that isn't there in the light. But Riley is a good guard dog, and he'll let you know if anyone's nearby. I know Chris's hours keep changing. That's frustrating. So tell you what, why don't you come stay with us in the main house, he said. Thank you, but, but I'm okay. I like my independence. I'm probably making this a bigger deal than it is. Living a few miles back from Route 58, she couldn't grasp the fact that someone would be trespassing all the way back here and stealing from her crops. Chris had usually been around to take care of things like this. Varmints. Everybody has them. Doesn't matter where you live. They typically invade, in some capacity, the comfort of your home. She shuddered, thinking back to the black snakes by the furnace and in the crawl spaces. She couldn't stand snakes. 
Distant headlights grew closer across the rolling acres leading up to the old farmhouse. It was Chris. Now she could sleep. Or so she thought. Chris had many late nights at work recently. Eating a late dinner, Steph recanted to Chris what she saw. Well, she didn't know what she saw. Call my dad in the morning. He'll check it out. I've got to be at work at 7 tomorrow. No jokes, no quips. Chris actually seemed concerned. He could tell Steph felt uneasy and concerned herself. I'm exhausted, honey. i got to get to bed, he said. I talked to your dad. We've got Riley's dog to watch over us for a little while, Steph said. Later that night, she was awoken by the sound of whining from Riley. She searched the floor, looking for him, and found him staring at the front door. She didn't know the dog's habits and thought he must need to go outside and pee, so she flipped on the porch light, unlocked the door, and was about to open it when the sound of footsteps were heard running, and then in an almost springboard fashion, it sounded like something leaped off the porch. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steph let out a scream for Chris. What? What's what's wrong? He shouted. There's someone outside. He was on our porch. Oh, okay, okay, I'll take a look. Where's my rifle? After a few minutes of circling around the house and sheds, he returned with nothing, no answers. Are you sure you heard something? Yes, yes, the dog even heard it. As a matter of fact, he woke me up. Well, I don't think there's anything out there. Hey, Riley, come here, boy. Let's put him outside and see if he can spook up anything. Riley, Riley, come here. Riley was hiding under the old brass bed. But moments before, when Steph had screamed, he'd relieved himself right by the front door. It seems his nerves were a bit shaken, too. Chris just shook his head. I'm going back to bed. i got to get up early. An hour passed, and as they both couldn't seem to get to sleep, Chris said, You know, I've lived on this farm my whole life, and for the life of me, I can't recall ever having trespassers, he said. That's what's so weird, said Steph. I didn't mention it before. But I caught sight of something when you left for work this morning. I don't know. It had red hair or fur, and it was tall. Taller than you. I'm pretty sure it was walking, but the red hair was all over its shoulder, too. It was visible, not just its head. 
They were both kind of speechless at this point, and for a while the thieving stopped. Another week or so passed, and now it's only a fleeting thought. They've both dismissed it and have to assume that this thing must have moved on. August was hot and humid as expected. This day in particular, Chris was finally back on a regular schedule, and Steph was back at it on another tract of land. This time, it was growing watermelon. She'd worked out with the local Baptist church a donation of half of the crop, and Chris ended up bringing some friends in to help pick it. The gang would arrive first thing in the morning. As Chris and Steph greeted and walked over with their friends to the patch, something was amiss. Chris dropped some colorful expletives and shot Steph a look. The watermelon patch had been ransacked. Steph was now having flashbacks. They were back. These people. Somebody. Roughly half were still there. But just yesterday, all of the melons were there. As they walked around looking at the vines, someone spotted muddy tracks, or more specifically, footprints. It wasn't that hard to notice, and it seemed that the vines had snagged that person's foot, who apparently had a huge bare foot. Bear? We don't have any bear around here. At least, I've never seen any, except for one, said Chris. I see toes, though, no claws. And that son of a bitch went right there into those bushes, he pointed. This ain't no bear. Chris raced back to the house to retrieve his deer rifle. He was going to track this big son of a bitch with big feet down. As Chris returned with the rifle, his friends were almost done loading the remaining watermelons. Steph felt embarrassed that the local Baptist church would be getting shortchanged, so she just went ahead and donated them all. There's something to be said for being charitable. At first, she asked him not to shoot, then she begged him. It could be a person. You don't want that on your conscience, Steph shouted. And then Chris responded, You remember that movie we just saw, The Hills Have Eyes? This guy is watching us. Trust me, I'm not going to kill anybody. But if I find him, I will give him the scare of his life. Chris stomped off into the thicket. Steph nervously smiled, hugged, and finally said goodbye to her friends. She called Riley the Mutt back as they both waited on the porch. Thirty minutes went by, and as Chris hadn't come yet, she only went in to get something to drink, but came rushing back as Riley began barking frantically. Chris had returned, and was now stretched out on the ground in front of the porch, panting and caked in dirt and mud. "'What happened?' she whined. "'Are you okay? Is that blood?' Oh my God, I'm calling your dad. Steph, I'm okay, I, I think. Look, give me a minute to catch my breath. I, I gotta. Tears welled up in his eyes. At first, I thought it was just an animal, but no, it wasn't. Steph, we were wrong. We were both so wrong. W what do you mean, she said. They're, they're people, right? Chris grabbed Steph's arm. I followed those tracks for at least a half a mile. They were pretty damn big feet, too. 
I followed them for probably another half mile or so and then back into another tree line. I saw movement and I crouched down. I had one of my sights. There was a little one. I had the scope right on it. I could have sworn it was a monkey with no tail. And then I blacked out. When I came to, my head was pounding. Chris had a knot just off his forehead and blood had spurted all over his face. When I woke up, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I was being dragged backwards by my boots out of those woods and across a field. This thing had a very large and long hairy arm and continued to pull me like I was a feather with one hand. Once it finally stopped, this thing made a gesture, pointing to me, and, and then it pointed towards a hill, kind of like, you belong over there. My God, this creature, it showed intelligence, Stephanie. But it looked more like a goddamn gorilla on steroids. I, I think it was trying to say, don't come back over here. It, it made a weird sound, kind of like a clicking sound and a growl, and then these two little hairy kids came running to her side and wrapped themselves around her legs. They would, they would stare at me and then look away, but then one of the little ones was either scared of me or was reacting to either the blood or my appearance because it began to wail and cry. That big hairy thing was its mother. They looked human, but not. Their features were bigger, broader, and a lot hairier. They kind of looked like little gorillas, but they weren't. Their noses were like ours, but broader. Their lips were full and their mouths were wide. That mother was probably a foot wider than me, maybe even a foot taller, too, and they were reddish in color, like, like you said. The two little ones were reddish-brown in color all over, but they both had childlike faces. The way they leaped around and used their hands to move around, they seemed very monkey-like, though. Honey, are, are you sure that's what you saw? Maybe you're in shock. Steph thought it all sounded so fantastic. You, you, you don't believe me? Do you think I made up a story like that? Jesus, Chris shot back. I went down there for you, thinking some hobo was stealing your vegetables. And I find the freakiest monsters living in our woods. Monsters, Steph. Monsters. Do you hear me? I I'm sorry. I believe you. Let let's get you cleaned up. Chris had to take a few days off to heal up. Turns out, he also had a fractured ankle, too. You know, I lost my rifle out there. Probably saved my life. Probably, Steph said. Fall was fast approaching. Temperatures were cooling a little. Chris was back to work, and none the worse for wear. Steph was running late after attending an important meeting with her in-laws. She'd be getting a promotion. As she cut down the side road off of 58, she noticed something out of place. She's driven this way a thousand times and knew every hill and tree. But as this tall red giant walked through the cotton field, its hands hidden by the blossoms, looked calm, peaceful, 
but almost impossible to believe. It paid no attention to her pickup and strode out of sight. She had chills just looking at it. She never really doubted Chris. He was obviously injured and shaken up at the time. But until this moment, and now catching a longer glimpse of this creature, she wondered what purpose God had made for them. Unfortunately, the couple never did tie the knot. Chris relocated across the country, and Steph now lives in Smith Mountain Lake. And the Bigfoot, well, they're probably still foraging for food. They're opportunists, you know. Scrub Out Cancer is a charitable organization that was born out of helping those that are affected by cancer to feel better in some way. These handmade artisan soaps come from a special homemade recipe that smell delightful and look almost too good to use. My personal favorite is the Yeti line of soaps, of course. Yeti on Fire, Beachcomber Yeti, and Drunken Yeti are just a few of the many to choose from. If you'd maybe like something not Yeti-related, check out their website and see the variety of liquid soaps, lotions, lip balms, sugar scrubs, and solid bar soaps. Visit scrubboutcancer.com and use the code BFW10 for a 10% discount. Check the show notes for the link to Scrub Out Cancer as well. These bath products are wonderful, colorful, great-smelling, and nourishing to your skin. And what I like best about their dedication is that everyone that they're able to help truly inspires them to keep going. Proceeds are reinvested in supplies to make more soaps. So remember to visit scrubboutcancer.com and use the code BFW10 for a 10% discount. Proudly made in Bowling Green, Kentucky, USA. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.